Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. I got a fever. I got a Brewers fever. And it's burning deep down inside of me. Put up another W for the Milwaukee Brewers, baby, as they beat the Giants again. Brewer fever. Oh, I'm a believer, baby. I'm a believer. That game was... uh, a nice Shorter one. than last night. It was. It was over by before three midnight. minutes. Was it eleven? I for me it was eleven fifty-seven. I'll say I was. I'll say eleven fifty-six or seven because I remember, I, I I nodded off again, Rowdy, but I woke up again around eleven fifty, and that was right when uh, it was you know concluding. I was like, oh hell yeah, this can, I can get used to this. Johnny Cueto though probably wishes that. Uh, I mean, I know he didn't have the Rona. He had some kind of sickness. Johnny Cueto though uh, probably wishes he called in sick to uh, his day job again. Or I guess night job last night, Rowdy, as Johnny Cueto got totally lit up last night. Yeah, but thankfully for the Brewers, he didn't. He came out and pitched. (laughs) And then thankfully he didn't because I'm sure the guy that would have been brought in instead after they ran through seven pitchers uh, two nights ago would have been Jose Quintana, who for some reason the Brewers cannot hit at all. And that dates back to when he was with the Cubs yeah. and then the White Sox. Were, remember, were, was, were the Brewers in contention for getting Quintana a couple of years ago, or is that just a pipe dream for some Brewers? No, fan? that was that was a rumor. Yeah, it was a rumor out there. Yeah, didn't get him obviously. And Brewers struggle against Quintana, but that's fine. Don't struggle against Johnny Cueto, as Johnny Cueto on the mound was just getting rocked. Omar Narvaez getting it going, first inning RBI single, low cane, sixth home run of the year, solo shot in the second. Rowdy Telez, his third career triple. Uh, that was nice. Kane falls with an RBI single. Nervaez then the finishing touches. Uh, Yelly's got a 10-game hitting streak under his belt right now. Willie Adam is back in the starting lineup. Brandon Woodruff on the mound, absolutely crushing outside of that Brandon Belt homer. That was a nice game. So two two days ago, it was like a it was like an exciting, you know, like nail biting game. Last night was like the Brewers kind of flexing on the San Francisco Giants, saying we are the cream of the crop. We are. Reigning supreme. Yeah, how nice was it to see for the Brewers that weak contact and getting the the bounce in, in every ball goes their way. Yeah, it was um the first the first few runs coming in, what was the how many dribblers were out there for the Brewers? It was just happened to be and the ones that were hard hit were like right to the guy and they would catch him. The Brewers had a lot of dribblers rowdy. It was it was an interesting well, game. in the first four games against the San Francisco Giants, it seems like all of that luck, every single bounce everything was going in favor of said Giants. Now the Brewers got it, and they got a nice convincing win against San Francisco. So you know how I say I always get uh, either the Brewers stream or the away stream? First two games I've had the Giants stream. You had the Brewers stream last night? No, I had. Or, sorry, Giants stream last night? And it was pretty funny because when those couple innings were unfolding where the Brewers jumped up to a 3-0 lead, Mm -hmm. they were talking about how Man, so far, Giants haven't had much luck in this series, and they've had a ton of luck this year, and including games against these Brewers, but not so far. And then they're talking about, man, what just occurred in those first couple innings. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, man, must be nice, though, when you've just talked about how they've gotten these breaks all (sighs) year 
except for these last couple of games against the Brewers. Even though we watched that Brewers series yes, we with did. the Giants at American Family Field. And man, did the Giants get every single bounce, they every did. single call. And the Brewers should have swept them. Inst- they should have. Instead, they took one out of two. But look at what they've already done. They've taken the first two, two out games of four right out now, of the baby. Score. You already guaranteed your split, which had to be at least a minimum goal going into this. And now you just have to win one out of two of these That's next right. games just to win the series. Just to get the series. And win that season series against the Giants and continue yeah, the dominance of the NL West. Exactly. Oh, so last night with the exit velocities for the four Brewers hitter who produced a two nothing lead to start the game. So I had a McKelvey tweeting this out. Uh, <laughs> Garcia's RBI ground out 40.9 miles per hour. Nervais's RBI single 96.8 miles per hour. Yelich's single 57.8 miles per hour. Willie Adamas's single 70.9 miles per hour, and then after that, it would be Lorenzo Kane who picked it up a little bit with the velocity with the something Lorenzo like Kane this right here. For the Brook crew here. Oh, Kane! He's going to send this one way out of here. Lorenzo Kane with a home run. Number six, and a no-doubter, a back-leg special for 103.7. Miles per hour for the no doubter back leg special from Low Kane, right? Yeah, a lot of those miles per hour off the bat <laughs> that you read off were pretty weak. Yes, they but were. Lorenzo Kane, Rowdy Telez, they neither of them got cheated. No, Rowdy Telez, my God, that guy came up with his third career triple just bashing. Rowdy Telez is the man. Rowdy Telez rules. It's nice to see Lorenzo Kane uh, getting after it. It's nice to see this lineup getting after it. Uh, Rowdy, I was. Um, I was thinking about this, having the first five in that lineup of Wong, Adamus, Yelich, Nervais, and then Garcia, all healthy, all clicking. How about that? I think it was also hilarious that the first two uh, times through the the batting order for the Milwaukee Brewers, you could argue that Colton Wong had two of the hardest hit balls, and he was over two. <laughs> yeah. The Brewers last night crushing. We'll dive into the Brewers. Also some moves uh, they got uh, some players coming back. Did, is the roster expanding today? It is. Yeah, today. And they already have their their two guys that were set to join the team. They were already there yesterday getting ready. And that is Big Dan Vogelback and Justin Topa. Justin Topa, baby. So it looks like those uh, Dan Vogelback conspiracies that we uh, threw out there just happened to be correct. Just happened to be right. Uh, As Rowdy, a lot of people say that a lot of conspiracies that we are on, like, you guys are crazy. And then what happens? They turn out to be Rowdy. It just Correct. So, it just so happened that maybe they, maybe we know what we're talking about. They had that off day. They say, "Oh man, he suffered another foot injury. We're going to put him back down mm-hmm. for another ten days." Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that it coincides with those September call ups. Yeah, hmm, funny how that works. We'll talk to a lot of Brewers today, obviously, as it's uh, two of the sp- supreme teams going at it. Brewers right now flexing their muscle on the San Francisco Giants as the crew just continue to be juggernauts on the road. Just juggernauts in Major League Baseball in general. Um, the the city the city connect jerseys last night for the San Francisco Giants. A little creamsicle action to them. Uh, I think I know your answer, but yay or nay on the Giants jerseys last night, Rowdy? Uh, nay. That's exactly what I figured you were gonna say. I I don't mind them, but when it comes to the creamsicle jerseys, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers back in the day did it much better with the creamsicle colors than the San Francisco Giants last night. It's um. Do the Brewers have City Connect jerseys? Like I can't. Oh, they have their. They have the um, Cerviceros. Yep. They have 
was it the Milwaukee Bears? It was their ne- it's their Negro League. Um, yep, that's connection. one. I, they had outside okay. of that, they have just the throwbacks. Yeah, the City Connect jersey is going to. Uh, let's see here. I'm I'm looking. It doesn't really matter. They have their throwbacks though. All I can think of is the Cerviceros. The I think they're the Milwaukee Bears. It was the Negro League team. And I'm, yeah, the Brewers don't have City Connect. And then just the the throwbacks. There's only seven teams, I guess, that got the City Connect jerseys. Brewers are not one. And of them. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Well, I like the, I like the some of the the crazy jerseys. I know Rowdy likes a lot less stuff than I do, but uh, it was nice just to see. No matter how the Giants looked last night, they're just going to get beat by the Brewers. It doesn't matter how you look. Brewers are still going to come in and crush you, Rowdy. We also got to get to when it comes to Saturday. We have football on the horizon. Wisconsin taking on Penn State at the camp. 11 a.m. kickoff. My liver is already pissed at me knowing how much it's going to get punished. But here's the thing. It needs to be. We didn't have it last year. Apparently, I don't know if you saw this, Rowdy, uh, the running back room. Now, it's two guys that weren't really going to be a factor uh, this season for the Wisconsin Badgers. But the running back room has now grown a little lighter for Bucky as there was an altercation between two freshmen. We got to get to this as there are some tweets out there by one of the guys who's been dismissed from the team, Loyal Crawford. He deleted the tweets. We would never delete tweets around here. He deleted the tweets. So we got to talk about the drama in Wisconsin and obviously talk about the game coming up against Penn State. And then there's this, Nelly. The Packers have trimmed their roster down to 53 men. And there was... Uh, I wouldn't say like surprises, surprises, maybe a little bit, but you know, David Bakhtiari, not cut. He's on the PUP list, but the JK Scott era is over in green Bay as Brian Gutekunst with the nod of approval from Aaron Rodgers making a trade with the Rams for a punter. And then when it comes to cuts, you also have, we talked about Dexter Williams yesterday, and then we kind of called this right. Um, Equiminia St. Brown. Yeah. I mean, he, the UN done. He didn't even show up in preseason. No, it was the it was the voluntary mini camp, right? And Equiminia St. Brown and a bunch of other wide receivers are like, well, if Rodgers is in Hawaii doing his thing, I'm not going to show up. Uh, there was only one guy that did show up, I think, from that wide receiver room. Um, was it Alan Lazar? I forget exactly who it was. I just know it wasn't Equiminia St. Brown. No, and also he didn't even show up this preseason. As in, oh, like, yeah. he, he, he didn't even have a catch. Yeah, he's, he stinks. So he's gone. I, I don't recall him ever having a catch. I don't recall him never even really saying his name. Do you? I nope. don't. I don't nope. at all. So the the Packers now have got the roster down. And I, a little disappointed just right away. A little disappointed. My hopes were trying to were starting to get up a little bit. I know it was a, a Herculean task and something I don't think was possibly going to happen, but David Bakhtiari going to miss at least you know the first six weeks, Rowdy, with, on the PUP list. I thought with everything leading in preseason, with Brian Gutekunst saying he's ahead of schedule, Matt LaFleur saying he's ahead of schedule, Aaron Rodgers kind of like you know working out with him, and, and David Bakhtiari, he kind of tempered everything on when he was up on the podium. But I thought maybe, just maybe, we would have got Bach a little sooner, but I guess not. I think it makes sense, though. It does. I mean, they were talking about October and being out for the first four-ish weeks like a couple months ago. Yeah. And – Especially if this is the quote-unquote last ride, why not make sure your offensive line is is definitely healthy for the end of the season than the very start? And I think uh, by putting them on the pup list, it allows them to keep one more offensive line for the first six weeks just for flexibility. Yeah, and unfortunately, right, Rowdy, it's uh, I know young Ben Kenny really wanted this to happen. Mm. 
Cole Van Lannen got his walking papers. There definitely was a surprise guy that was kept on that offensive line, though. Jake Hansen. Oh yeah, what the what was up with that? By the way, the the guy that is, I guess, technically the backup center who had a bunch of terrible snaps in preseason. Yeah. Also stepped Stepping on quarterback's on, foot. Stepping on toes. Uh, I a mean. Bunch. Did not look the greatest. I guess he he graded out pretty decent, uh, blocking wise by Pro Football Focus. But uh, for a guy that is your sixth second, round pick, yeah, your second string center technically, who was a sixth round pick, was practice squatted last year. Um, I guess my my the reasoning behind this would be. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't like, know. He didn't. He's not look good, especially if if Myers goes down. And you're going to need a new center. Wouldn't you think Lucas Patrick, who made the squad, who's also played center, would probably be an option before him? Mm-hmm. Uh, John Runyon yep. has uh, experimented with center. He's probably got to be on that list before him. Um, we do know that um, Elkin Jenkins has played center. Yep. Uh, I, I feel like there's three better options, at least on that line. Over Jake Hansen yeah, going he's, in there. Yeah, he struggles. Um, I don't really get that it. That was like one of the biggest, like, that guy made the team? Yeah, I was a little concerned too. We do have a question here from our guy BJ Ashman. What's up, Brad? He says, we'll have to make another move, won't we, once the punter officially arrives? Because the Packers traded away. Uh, are they at 52? I, I thought I read somewhere they're at 52, but maybe they're at 53 and have to make a corresponding move. Uh, Speaking of corresponding I, I'm not sure, moves. But we'll, they'll figure it out, my guy Brad. Did you see what the Texans did yesterday for their Ke- final roster? Kept the Sean Watson? Oh, yeah, he's still on the roster. Yeah. But they, they made another um, head-scratching move. Oh, yeah, they tra- they, they, they cut c- the guy that... They uh, cut Kadar Hallman. Yeah. The guy that they traded a six-round pick to the, the Packers for. So one of the the Texans just proving that they're one you, of the most terrible franchises in all of the NFL. So, so the Packers literally swapped draft picks and Kadar Hallman for Randall Cobb. Yep. Huge win for the Packers. Huge. Because you got a guy that was at best like your sixth corner, at best. Yeah. Probably not going to make your squad. You got a receiver that was definitely in the mix to to make your squad, a guy that's going to come in and be a leader, a guy that made Aaron Rodgers happy. You essentially swap draft picks, and then they go and cut Kodar Holman. <laughs> That makes no I, sense. I don't get it. I, they basically just threw away a draft pick. Yeah, it doesn't for it, for a week and a half trial. It makes no sense. Um, <laughs> I went to to answer your question, Brad, when he's wondering if we have to cut some of the Packers have to cut someone else. I did go to Packers.com. So this is on Packers.com, and it says Packers announce roster moves, and the that's the main headline that's bold, and the one underneath it says Green Bay trims roster to fifty two players. That's on Packers.com. So if that's the case, then once the new punter comes in, the Packers won't have to make any moves because that would then put them at 53. I'm looking at it right here, updated on August 31st at 4.45 p.m. Green Bay trims roster to 52 players. So if that's the case, then it looks like there's they don't have to make a move once the new punter comes in. Corey Bajorquez, Bajorquez? Something like that. It's a if he's good, we'll learn his name better. Spent the last three years in Buffalo, averaged a league best fifty point one yards per punt last season. Uh, was not tendered a contract. I don't. J.K. Scott. I did see that over preseason. He did grade out as a top ten punter in the preseason. Well, that's good. Then. According to PFF. Yeah, that's good. And I mean, obviously, J.K. Scott only dreams of being a top ten punter. 
Remember when the remember when he was good for a little bit, and everyone's like thought he was the like he had the golden leg and he was a beast, and now it's just like okay, well he's a punter, I guess. See you later. Who cares? <laughs> Uh, it, Scott apparently Packers remember spent a fifth round pick on him. People were freaking out. They spent a fifth round pick on a punter. Uh, Scott last season averaged forty five and a half yards per kick and dropped fifteen of them inside the twenty yard line, but it just wasn't consistent enough, especially when the weather turned colder. So we say farewell. Yeah, that's such Scott. a weird career for J.K. Scott. You're so good for like his his rookie year. He looked really good. That and flame burned very bright, Rowdy. Then ever since his rookie year, it was like, oh, once the weather turns cold, J.K. can't punt anymore. Yeah. Uh, and he just, he's an Alabama boy, right? Yeah, he just progressively got worse. I didn't get it, man. Uh, good for him for, you know, be, you know. He was a hell a of a punter in college, too. Yeah, he, he was. RJ, did you make it uh, to, wasn't that game conclude last night? 11.57, Rowdy, the Brewers game? 11.57 last night. 12 midnight the night before. Did you make it, RJ? I no, felt I, I, I zonked out. I saw the Brewers six runs, and then I was like, you know what? I don't want to be involved if they blow this. And I have <laughs> I don't want to be involved. And if they I blow have this. I have all the confidence in the world they're gonna win this one. So yeah. I, I tapped out after what was that five innings? Yeah, it was after the five, five full innings, I believe. I think I, I fell asleep after the rowdy Telez triple. Uh, or maybe it was after the Kane, the RBI, something, something around the time, you know, when the, the eyes start getting heavy Yeah, and you start like, you're like, you maybe fall asleep for a bit and then you're like, <laughs> Oh my God, the Brewers are still winning. That was nice. Rowdy. I know for a fact made it the whole time. Yeah, I did. And then, uh, Man doesn't sleep. Then we did a little bit of research for gambling picks <laughs> after. <laughs> and I was listening to a podcast. I mean, Rowdy had it all rocking last night. So Nelly last night, um, once the uh, you know the game concluded at eleven, I did wake up at about eleven fifty, and I was like, "Nice, hell yeah!" Once the game concluded, though, as uh, the Brewers have now, if you go back now, obviously the Brewers lost their first series against the Giants, but Rowdy over here was saying this: the, all the bad breaks that could happen to the Brewers, the first series against the Giants, happen, and now they're getting all the good breaks. But you could say the Brewers easily could be undefeated against the Giants. Yeah, easily. I mean, you look at those those two games they lost in Miller Park. If Avisel Garcia pretty much makes the play that he makes ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time, they win. That they game. win that game. Yeah. And if they didn't completely fall apart in the other game, they win that game. Then you look at what's happened now for the Brewers in the the first two games. They got out of a jam with Corbin Burns and and Brad Boxberger, one in which you're not normally going to get out of, especially only surrendering the one run that they did. Mm-hmm. When they only had two, three runs up on the board. So that was that was a break. And then obviously opening up the game the way they did against Johnny Cueto, having a lot of soft contact turn into base hits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when you finally get a hard hit ball, it's the one that dumps in there and clears bases. Like Yeah. I mean they, they did have some luck in those first couple innings, but again, the the starting pitching for the Milwaukee Brewers was once again really good from Brandon Woodruff. Mm-hmm. And the bullpen came in. Obviously, they didn't have to use Boxberger, Williams, or Hader. And Cousins came in. Now, he did have a, a little bit of command to? issues. He yeah, he had some command issues. He was fighting that. But uh, he got out it, of it. It was and then and Suter, your buddy Brent Suter. Suter was Suter and gave up a home run. <laughs> it was the most, what, run support <laughs> that, he's gotten that Woody, since yeah. June? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I know. And Woody that was got his last support. win. And the, that was eight runs. This was six runs. And then every other time it's been like 
zero to two runs. Well, that's why I was kind of thinking to myself in the first couple innings from for just a Brewer and a Brandon Woodruff uh, perspective. You, be you have to be extremely <laughs> excited because You're just sitting there, yes, when Woody, yes! when Woody and especially Corbin Burns get hit, it seems like it's a lot of soft contact that yeah. goes for the other team, especially with Corbin Burns. But it has happened to Brandon Woodruff too, and. For it to be on the other foot for the Giants and the Brewers scoring runs right away and grabbing that lead. And then I have to say this with Woodruff too. My goodness, we know that Brandon Woodruff has really good fastball, whether it's like a a sinking fastball or if he wants to cut it Mm -hmm. or if he's just throwing the straight gas. We know he's got good fastballs and good alternatives off of his fastballs. And we also know that he's got a good curveball. Mm Mm-hmm. But his last couple starts, that changeup has been Whoa. really, really it's good. It's making guys just look silly. Like goes back to our art yesterday, Rowdy. That's like uh, you know Leonardo da Vinci painting that freaking Mona Lisa. Like man. he's he's known for his 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 fastball and his fastball variations, <laughs> and then the curveball. But that changeup has been so good lately. And I know you were gone last week, Ebo, on vacation. But it was a series against the uh, the Reds where he struck out. Joey Votto after he was down three and one and he had he had the confidence to throw a three one changeup and just get Joey Votto to look silly. Silly. And you could tell that he 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 made a he made a face like he knew he got got and he knew he was fooled. And then he came back with the heat to strike him out. And that was when he was also in a jam. And that was when I was telling Ben last week that I go, this team can really win a World Series. This team is going to win the World Series, and that's when I said it last week. But that changeup was just as good last night, if not better. Brewer, fever, Rowdy. He had Buster Posey, who is, by the way, one of the better pure hitters in baseball. He had Brandon Belt looking silly with it, and those are some good hitters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Brewer fever. Let's go to the phones. Welcome to the show. Who do I got? Yeah, Corey from Marshall, boys. Corey, my brother, what's happened? I'm doing well, man. Doing very well. How are you? Good. So that was Woodruff's first win he said rally since June, right? Uh, the run, the, the most run support he's got since June. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, that's good to good to know. Welcome to Craig Timber. Let's see if they can put the pedal down here. <laughs> Craig Timber, let's go. I feel a hundred win season coming on here, guys. You're number two one. this morning. Yeah, you're the second. Tommy yeah. said it, and you said it, Corey. Let's freaking go, man! I want to say the F word so most, bad right now. Let's effing go. And I'm the most cynical one out there, maybe next to Rowdy. So, it, <laughs> so they're at what 81 wins right now? Yes, sir. Yep. Current pace is 98. 29 right. games left. They got to go 19 and 10 to get to. And guess what? 20. Two more or wins, and 100. Rowdy Rowdy wins his over bet for the Brewers. Well, that's awesome, Rowdy. What are you going to do with that little infusion of cash? Buy us all beer. I like it. <laughs> High quality beer too. None of that none Mountain that, Creek. Correct. Where you, no, no, no boxer beer from <laughs> whatever that stuff is. <clears throat> hey, wanted to. Uh, you guys were talking about time travel yesterday, or being able to go back and see if you could change yeah. one event, one sport event, one sporting event. I think. Um, <laughs> Mine might be when I can't remember if that was the year Russell Wilson was here or not, but the Hail Mary at Michigan State, I would have told the ref like, "Hey, they just pushed Aberderis in the back on that Hail Mary when they were trying to block the knock the ball down at the goal line, or tell Aberderis don't jump so so soon 
uh, and you can actually knock this ball down. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that or not. But, yeah. Yes. Thank yes. God they and got then, the payback in the Big Ten championship game. They did. That's the only thing I recall. Yeah. That's the one you would do, Corey? Is this that one? Yeah, I mean, that's the one that kind of stood out in my mind. I was I was trying to go for less obvious ones. I mean, oh, okay, the obvious gotcha. ones are like, Brand Bostic, like, do you, like, I'm going to come out and tackle you so you don't try to, like, have <laughs> this ball go off your stone hands, you know? Yeah, there's a band <laughs> on the field. <laughs> and then segueing into roommate stories, yeah. well, I'll try to keep it real fast here. So I was at UW when, back in the mid-90s, when it wasn't, like, a complete nanny state, and, like, you could still drink in the dorms if you were 21 or over, if you could still smoke in the dorms, whatever. Hell yeah. And it was wacky. It was awesome. So, like, <laughs> Sounds awesome. my freshman year... It was funny. I kind of did what Rowdy did. I was like, well, you fill out the little questionnaire and you say, well, I want a non-smoking roommate because I was like, well, I don't want to be dealing with clothes that smell like ass all day long. And <laughs> come to the guy who shows up, he's 21, which I was like, okay, cool. He's like, well, I'm going to buy a Jack Daniels. I'm like, all right, cool, awesome. And then like, and then he's smoking Dunhill cigarettes just like by the pack. I'm like, oh, here we go. And then the next, and then every morning I'd be waking up. Like hacking up a lung. Then he moved on to Marbreds after that. Oh, the Cowboy like, oh, Killers! Boy. This guy sounds yeah, badass. Cowboy Killers, and then Bad like Cowboy Killers and Jack Daniels. Hell yeah! Guy, <laughs> and one of the funnier stories in the year was that you could still rent. Play, this is when you could first rent PlayStations, and mm-hmm. there was the Blockbuster on. I State remember that. Street, yeah. And like, and my roommate, the guy across the hall, did like a half ounce of shrooms between the two of them. This guy and sounds awesome. Playing, and they were playing NBA jams and. <laughs> They thought that they were just like having the best game ever. They get to the end, it was zero zero. They had no between the two of them. Like I said, this is what it was fun living on campus. Like it was as a nanny state as it is now. And then like my second year I had the big dorm room on in Chadbourne, so it was like the three person dorm. Yeah. And like the one guy was like pretty cool, he was from Ohio. And he was in a fraternity on campus, and he was rushing it. So I was like, hey, can you get me a fake ID? He got me one from Vermont, so he hooked me up in that. And the other guy was, like, this freshman from Little Town, Wisconsin, like, didn't talk at all. He still had his high school girlfriend. So it was, like, an absolute, like, difference in dichotomy. It was a pretty fun, eye-opening experience, especially coming from a small town outside of Milwaukee. I really got a good... uh, Tapestry of life experience, and it was worth it. I, I want to be in on this, this video game with taking a bunch of shrooms, and then it's, it's <laughs> I, the greatest game ever. Zero zero. The next time I meet you guys in person, or the first time, I'll tell you guys more stories. They you get even wackier than that. Let me tell you. Love so, it. Corey, good have stuff, a good day, guys. See you, man. See you, man. <laughs> See you, Corey. That roommate sounds pretty cool, actually. <laughs> I mean, it would suck. Yeah, I mean, secondhand smoke constantly, but hey, yeah, some people like it. That's secondhand smoke, John. Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code THEZONE125. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. The wild story keeps on getting more wild out of this Bishamore, uh, Bishop Sycamore wannabe pretend high school team that ESPN aired against IMG Academy. <laughs> uh, it, the, the story every day gets more wild. There has never been a Bishop Sycamore. There's like no classes. I think I read that they like went to a library one day and did like online reading 
Cool. <laughs> like they just sat in a room and put up, opened up computers and like went online on Google. And like, yeah, we're we're a school. Uh, they <laughs> they played two games in three days. They're, I feel like it's becoming like. Do you remember the movie Accepted? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, great movie. I feel like it's Justin like Long. that type Underrated of movie. Yeah, it's a Instead movie. of a college, it's a high school. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Their head coach currently has an active arrest warrant. Most of the play, uh, players were JUCO dropouts who were nowhere near high school age. And also, literally, like they would. some of these kids said they've been cheated out of stuff. They never actually went to any classes. They made them try to go to one class at the end of the year, and they're like, well, the season's already done. Why would I even go to whatever empty room you want me to sit into. They would bounce around from hotel room to hotel room, never pay any of the bills. So apparently this head coach who's got a warrant out for his rest has now been fired. But people wonder like, how has he been fired? There's not even who, a, Yeah, who fired There's him? not even a school. And then apparently he's done this, they're finding out, in the past with another pretend school. Jeez. And he's $100,000 like in, he would take that. out these loans. Yeah. And he's basically just trying to get these kids to play football and get noticed. But they're not any good. Like th- oh, they yeah. said, they can't like verify any of these kids. And some of the kids they found on Huddle were from other schools, who have either already graduated or were kicked out of said school and aren't even in school. Yeah, it's one of the most wild stories ever that they somehow got their way onto ESPN, broadcasted nationally. Like I think the honestly, bigger... why would you like as the head coach? Why would you want that? I think he's just a scam artist. That goes... No, I know, but why would you want all this attention on you now? I don't get it. If I were trying to do this, I would do it I'll, under the table. What are you going to say, like, Rowdy? I think it's – I'm now impressed. I'm now impressed by what this team did on the field. By losing by 50 to one of the best high school teams in, in the country with this ragtag crew of people that might be 30, they might be 18. One guy was like 15. taking classes. What? Yeah, there was one kid who was like – I'll read it. Coming I'm up. now Jeez. thoroughly impressed that they only lost by 50. <laughs> I, I'm somewhat impressed. For me, there, if you look at it a different way, there's a guy out there who's trying desperately hard to get these kids noticed to get them a chance at something. So there's but that what? angle, but I don't even know. No, no, like half most of them aren't eligible to go to college. It's insane to me. This is a, one of the craziest <laughs> stories. It gets me even more wild as the days progress. Like and it's he got was all fired. The drama. It's but got, what was he fired from? It's got all the drama of like every single type of football movie you could imagine, including Longest Yard. It's just like a hodgepodge of random guys. They say the Sycamore, the Bishop Sycamore roster. I'm reading right here. Uh, has kids that are 19 to 20 years old that are postgraduate players. And some of whom are alleged to have played in other JUCO games. Uh, head coach Roy Johnson was part of a federal fraud investigation after the African Methodist Epicostal Church denied being involved with his previous football-focused school. He also has an active bench warrant for failing to appear in domestic violence case. Nice. This is wild. So that. This is insane. It's it's crazy. And some of these kids, the parents are like, "Well, we feel cheated." At some time. I well, yeah, you're not like even you're a school. Explicitly a part of this. Uh, it does, yeah. At some point, it's going to come out that this guy actually used to work for Urban Meyer. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of the most insane stories ever, and ESPN's like, yeah, we'll air you. Okay. I know we can't find any of you guys. They found one guy on Huddle who was, like, played for two two guys on Huddle. There are two quarterbacks. Who played for other teams. 
that have graduated. And like from like California or something. One's for, yeah, one was California, the other was like... This is in Ohio. Um, Pennsylvania. But, I, don't, I mean, half the people who go to IMG Academy aren't from true. the state of Florida. Right, well, this well, gives well, every Uncle Rico still a shot if they have a huddle tape. We'll come right back. I wanted to follow up on News of the Weird there because we've had a very brief time. Uh, the Bishop Sycamore, this football team, the short story essentially is... Uh, Sycamore faced the athlete factory that is the IMG Academy in a game Sunday as part of ESPN's week-long high school football showcase. Uh, Sycamore, Bishop Sycamore, was touted as this program loaded with Division One talent. But during the 58 to nothing blowout that IMG was handing to Bishop Sycamore, it became very clear very quickly that this uh, team was not full of any Division One talent. And it turned out they scammed their way onto uh, ESPN nationally televised high school football game. Now here's the longer version, Rowdy. Sycamore, despite claiming to be based in Columbus, Ohio, is not affiliated with the Ohio High School Athletic Association. The address they have uh, that it provides to its recruits is for the Library of Franklin University, which the university told the Columbus Dispatch had uh, they just rented a room there. The <laughs> Bishop Sycamore rented a room there. It is a, quote, non-chartered, not a tax-supported school, according to the Columbus Dispatch, and it's unqu- unclear whether it has filed the proper paperwork to maintain that status of being an actual school. Uh, They say the classes are conducted online. Now the real question becomes, since we're learning more and more about this school or thing that was supposedly a school, how many people did this go through at ESPN in, in their chain of command? That got this passed. That's a, that's a really good question. Obviously the more people start to dig into this, the more it, it doesn't it doesn't look like you have to dig into it that far to find out that it was just a, a scam. Yeah, yeah. How many people did did it have to go up the ladder to, and they signed off on it? Okay, this is good to go. Okay, we're gonna do this for a high school football game. Uh, either not many, or a lot of people who just didn't give a crap about what their job duties entailed. I, I'm I'm very curious as well. So that Bishop Sigmore roster includes postgraduate players who are as old as 19 to 20 and whom who are alleged to already have played in JUCO games. So back this is in, high school, Back by the in way. the day on ESPN when they first really started doing this where they were putting like the Hoover Alabamas from two-a-days on and um, the St. Thomas Aquinas from Florida's and they would play these teams. These were the schools that you already knew were like powerhouses across the country. Like IMG Academy is known for football and basketball as prep, big prep schools that are some of the best uh, high schools in the country. Like no matter what sport you're, we're talking about, whether it's football, whether it's basketball, or whether it's wrestling for prep sports, prep schools like that. Yeah. You know who the best teams are in the country. Yeah, this team this this team came out of nowhere last year with yeah. 0 and 6. So how how would all of a sudden this team be on your radar even though you'd never heard of them before? They're not when talking about football, they're not an IMG Academy. They're not a St. Thomas Aquinas. They're they're not a Hoover Alabama. Uh, I don't, I don't even I don't know why it. you would even look into scheduling. So uh, I did a little Googling quick and pop a pic here on Twitch. Twitch.tv, search my name, Ebo says, to uh, find us there, see us, hear us interact with us. Uh, ESPN is now throwing their third-party their third party production company under the bus called Paragon Marketing Group, uh, saying that they're the ones that dropped the ball on this. It's never anyone's fault who's in charge. Right? It's always someone else's fault. But real quick on this Bishop Sycamore, this roster, which is postgraduate players, 19 to 20 years old, some who's already played in JUCO games. Their head coach, Roy Johnson, is a part of a federal fraud investigation, also has an active bench warrant 
uh, for failing to appear in a domestic violence case. And more details, not good. A former Bishop Sycamore player who is now on the football team at Youngstown State was saying it was a chaotic mismanagement. And uh, they assured me everything would be taken care of. They were supposed to start playing football for them in the spring. They had a schedule they put out about two, maybe three weeks before the game was scheduled to play. I said, where's the rest of the team and where are the uniforms? Where's all the stuff? And they eventually scrapped. They had a GoFundMe, I guess, of like $10,000, I think I was reading, and they got $140, and then they shut it down. I don't even know how they got Apparently this head coach would take out loans and then just never pay it back. Uh, he Also, his, he would make his team uh, of this reading right here the most troubling account of life at Bishop Sycamore comes from a former player, Aaron Boyd, uh, who played for this Roy Johnson, the coach who has now been, I don't know who even fired him, uh, when the school was known as the Christians of Faith Academy, which was a failed attempt at this before the Bishop Sycamore. Apparently, they would live in hotels, not attend any classes, and they would have to steal food in order to eat. Do you remember when we had a news of, of the weird, man, this was probably a year or two ago, but it was some guy, I believe it was in the state of Texas, playing high school basketball that turned out to be like 25. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> like, I feel like this is just another case, but it's an entire team. Yeah, this is insane. Boyd, the former player, said they sent they sent me books with like bleep on how the school was supposed to look, blueprints on how the school was supposed to look. They told us they would be that we would be on Netflix. They recruited us telling us we were going to be a show. They told us we were going to be the... <laughs> we were going to be a sh- They were going to be... Oh, they're a show chance. now. They were going to be last chance you. You're a show now. You're going to be a new documentary. I'll give you that much. They were told They told us that, quote, there were going to be the IMG of the Midwest. They lied to me and they <laughs> lied to my mama. Boyd said that he and his teammates were living in a hotel in Delaware, Ohio for five months and claims the school, despite promising to cover the cost, never paid the bill. They would have to go to department stores, Walmarts, grocery stores, and steal and rob because that's the only way they could eat. This is insane. Hey, if the, if the coach can definitely say that these players got an education because, you know, Ebo, there's two types of education. There's your books and there's the streets. Well, if you got to steal to eat, I, I think that's a, a street education there. I, I think they also got another education. Don't <laughs> trust anyone that thinks they're a, like a, a, some kind of official or have some kind of power. What? What is this? He said we never even went to school. I can't lie. They tried once, actually. They took us to a community library one day. And they say it was already October. The season was about over. <laughs> and at this point, I said, well, well, crap. I'm not going to school now. Y'all haven't even put me through school this whole time. Why would I go one day? i having like all of these movies just combined in my head. It's, it's like the Coach Carter where he locks him into the in the library. <laughs> this is this. <laughs> it's the longest yard because of the random hodgepodge of players. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's like Uncle Rico because some of these guys were like 30. Um, Dude, it gets crazier right here, Rowdy. It's accepted because it's a fake school. Yep. Dude. All wrapped into one. The uh, apparent, So this fake school, right? I'll get to the phone. I see someone on hold. One second. This B- Bishop Sycamore, this fake school, apparently has a director named Andre Peterson, and he discussed the college offers made to his players. Who's offering to these players? They're terrible. I mean, no offense to the players, but they got beat 58 to nothing. I actually think that's a win for them. So do, for I mean, being this disorganized, for having to steal your food while living out of a hotel, and you have a, a head coach that is currently under criminal investigation, and basically everything is made up, I actually think playing one of the best high schools in the country, losing by only 50, 
uh, not too bad of an accomplishment, especially when you can go to like a local Verona or like a local Wanakee. <laughs> yeah, Wanakee will tune someone could, up like yeah by like seventy if they wanted to. I actually think this might be a positive for the guys on the field. Well, some of the guys already were nineteen and twenty years old, and they got tuned up by like <laughs> they got tuned up by legit high schoolers. Uh, the apparently this Bishop Sycamore director said, "quote <laughs> I tried to defend when people who say, oh yeah, well you lied about kids having Division one offers." He's like, well, then I'm lying to myself, I guess, because I'm trying the best for these kids. What? Okay, if you're you're 19 and 20 years old, and all of a sudden you're invited back to a high school to play football, because that's that's what it was. It was like a fake high school, correct? Yeah, they went to a community library one time. Wouldn't wouldn't you think it was weird if you were 19 or 20? Because, I mean, I think most people know this, but you don't go to high school past the age of 18. Yeah, I mean, yeah. How do you feel about getting tuned up by, like, 16, 17, 18. This is wild. This is wild. This I story just don't is get wild. how the players couldn't all of a sudden go, especially after playing for them. I guess there was a season last year, which they the went 0 and 6, that you didn't realize that this was not a great place to be or this wasn't right. Especially when you're living on a hotels and you have to go and steal food from grocery stores in order to eat and everyone that's in position of power is lying to you. This is insane. Let's go to the phones. Welcome to the show. Who do I got? What up, boys? Mitch and Mitch Madison. And Madison. What's up, homie? You were on to the story. Uh, you called in Monday about this, and as the days progressed, it got even wilder. I did. Yes, sir. I mean, like you said, uh, they're they're definitely going to be on a show. It's probably going to be called American Greed. You know, after, <laughs> that's, that's a good show, by the way. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, be, this will be a new 30 for 30. They'll be on oh, a show. Dude, it's insane. Um, just the more, and you know, and I, the coach, I love how he's got the, I mean, he perpetrated a fraud bottom line, but he's got the fallback of, Oh, I was doing what, what do I we was do doing it for the kids? kids? How you do know, I like reach the, the kids? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's ridiculous. But here's the main thing that I don't think, and it's being swept under the rug. That's not being talked about at all. How did ESPN not vet this out beforehand? So they're throwing this third-party group under the bus, Paragon Marketing Group. Um, we regret that this happened and have discussed it with Paragon, with which secured the matchup and handles the majority of our high school event scheduling. They have ensured us that they will take steps to prevent this kind of situation from happening moving forward. It's always passing the buck to somebody else. Right, you know? right. But that that's a joke. I mean, you still – okay, you're, you you – outsource your, your well just think Mitch there's... if this never is even aired this never this never happens like they're still running this like I mean maybe eventually the house of cards crumbles but this you know airing on ESPN is the reason why this is all outed now it's crazy right well and here's the thing you know that uh, the coach or whomever the other the other higher up guy with them you know he was get he was doing this for money or he was getting some sort oh, it's of a big monetary scam. gain so, for, for sure. it. So yeah, like I mean, I guess if you're running a scam and you're like, oh, here's my shot, I can take it on ESPN. We, I can get a check for you know X amount of dollars. Yeah, and there might not even be a. You know, and I they'll hear, and they'll so say who, this too. They'll, they'll want to fleece their own pockets. Be like, well, we were trying to get these kids out there and notice so they could get to college. So then they'll right. then they'll use it as like, no, we we were trying to for the kids. How do you know who actually like? first noticed it. They're not even kids though. Some are 20 years old. Right. <laughs> oh man. How do you, do you know who, you know, who quote unquote broke the story on this or started? Well, it was the know. announcers during the game. They're just like, they started to insinuate that this was like something that isn't right. And this is a scam. And then it gotcha. all kind of crumbled so from they, there. 
Yeah, I, now I wish I would have watched the game. Like I said, I watched it for about five minutes. And I'm like, oh, oh man, these guys. I mean, it was, a 50, it. it was a fifty-eight to nothing <laughs> ass beating. Yeah, it know? was. I think it was thirty to nothing when I turned it on, and I had it on for five minutes. I'm like, this, this is not good. So, <laughs> man, this stinks. That's crazy, now, Mitch. If, if my if my sons suck at football or something now i have a blueprint on how to get a scammer i'll just do it a little bit yeah you can say hey kiddos at least i got you on espn one time right (laughs) utica private college (laughs) nelson you can be the uh he's the dean the the dean dean nelson at utica (laughs) private college also you you could say at least boys i got you on tv while you were still in high school even though you were 21 years old (laughs) there you go exactly uh, Mitch, good stuff, brother. Have a All good right, one. Boys. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. That's it's it's so wild. The story is so wild. I feel like the players had to at least be somewhat in on it. Yeah, I mean, you're enrolled to a school and you never go to class. Something's got to be up. Or or, or or hear me out. You either were in on it a little bit, or you actually are someone that probably went to high school to age 19, 20, 21. Yeah, because you just didn't have the smarts to do it. Yeah, I mean, this is that's the only. Well, you know, there's, you know, there's stories too, where some people literally have nothing. They come from, you know, a broken family. They have no money. They're, they're, they're trying and looking for that one chance, that one shot to bring them out from wherever they are to have a better life. And I I bet you that falls for a lot of those guys too, because it sounds like some of them really didn't have much going on in their life when it comes to, you know, uh, family or money or whatever. So maybe they're looking for that one shot to try to get them out of whatever environment that they're in. I bet you there's a lot of players like that on there that want out. And they're like, and I bet you that coach and that director of Bishop Sycamore, whatever the hell they're called, will use that as a guise to be like, we were trying to give these kids a shot. And they manipulated the kids to do it. Some were men manipulate these guys to do it, and now they have egg on their face, and then they're going to throw the kids under the bus. And it's just going to be just a wild, crazy story. We're all going to freak out about it. There'll probably be a thirty for thirty, and at the end of the day, everyone that was trying in that team to get out of the situation they were in will still end up in a bad situation, and everyone else will just have their laughs over it. That's what. That's the world. That's how it end up being rowdy. I kind of feel bad for the kids now. That that kind of stinks. Well, you just said it yourself. They're not kids. That's that's true. Some are like some are young. Could men. you imagine if you showed up to this team and there's a player that's 31 and then there's a player that's 15? <laughs> like what? And you're going against a bunch of legit like six, 15 to 18 year olds that are just whooping you, whooping you. And I I know that some of these prep schools they they can there's like that extra year like waiver year where some of these guys can be 19, but uh, I just <laughs> nuts. I just wouldn't you feel a little weird if you were 30 years old and you were on the same football field with a 15 year old kid? <laughs> now we got him up to 30 years old. I would feel a little weird, yeah. And it, there's this thing, Rowdy. You know when like like there's someone who's just better than you, but you're older, and it just it enrages you and incenses you. You just want to have physically violent with them. Can't do it. <laughs> I mean, a guy that you, you're not supposed to be on the same football field, and if you are, you're coaching their their like middle school team. Yeah, just a wild story. Oh, my God. Saturday, Wisconsin, Penn State. Saturday, also our first time tailgating after a year off because of, I mean, we all know why. I don't want to, I don't want to speak it into existence again, but we had off last year. We're back at it in full force and Coors Light, the proud sponsor of our show from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. at the Red Zone leading you up to kick off of the Badgers. I could think of no one better to talk about it and hype it up than the man, the myth, 
the living legend, the Hebrew hammer himself, the all-timer, best fullback to ever wear, the Wisconsin garb, Badger Matt Bernstein. Bernie! What's up, guys? Dude, Bernie, please tell me. Please don't break my little heart, Bernstein. Please tell me you're going to be here Saturday at the Red Zone partying, just slamming brewskis with us. Please, God. I, well. No! <laughs> First off, you didn't tell me you were sponsored by Coors Light. Well, that was a surprise. There. It was a surprise for you. I might try to walk right now there. I can push my stroller the whole way to the red zone, right? If I hey, leave now. Hey, Grant Mertz is selling like onesies for babies now. We will have a like a cool, like we'll have a Sodaly Tober onesie for your uh, your little cute daughter. Actually, let me put that down. I need to Google Coors Light onesies for my daughter. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Bernie, how pumped us! So obviously, I mean, a family man now. You're out in New York doing your thing. Uh, I hope to get you down one of these weeks uh, for a Badger Saturday. But Bernie, how stoked are you, dude? I, I mean. What do you look forward to in this world? Let's not beat it into existence. But even post this nightmare, all I look forward to is Badger football. I'm a Jets fan. You know, like what else am I looking forward to? You're not looking forward to that. No. So, I mean, let's be real, guys. Every year I'm excited. Now that it's you know like we're we're finally maybe seeing the light, I couldn't be more excited. I think our team's going to be good. You know, I think I'm excited to watch these some of these guys play together. I'm excited to see, you know, the running back room looks good to me. So I'm pretty excited, man. I, I, I hear, I've heard good things about the O-line being these nasty dudes. So it, it, it reminds me of, like, you know, circa 2004. So, Bernie, when we have some guests on, normally like to give them some softballs. I mean, we you're not a guy that we have to give softballs, but I kind of want to just go out in the open with this. What do you think their final record's going to be? Because I, oh, I feel he's just cut right to it. I, I, I feel like I already know what you're going to say because I feel like we've had the same interview the last couple of years and they've had the same record. I think you're going to say the same thing I'm going to say, Bernie. Yeah. Did Zach just ask you to tell me that? No, he, no. He, I think they're going to go 12 and 0. Yes, same Bernie, undefeated, never I mean, lost. Listen, we haven't. We I say it every year, but we always have an opportunity to make so it to the I. playoffs, and I really think that this is a good opportunity to make it to the playoffs. Bernstein, you and I are so much alike. We love slamming brewskis, and we, every year we say the Badgers are going to go undefeated. Every other than, year. Other than that, I don't know how much similarities well, we have. That's such a Jets fan you know, mentality, too. We're never going to lose a game. And then you play the first game. But I think the Badgers are way different than the Jets, obviously. They have a lot of nightmares. Um, but listen, you know, we got a lot of guys who have never – like, look at last year. Grant Mertz got played one great game. He got COVID. All the wide receivers got hurt. It was like – who are we going to put in? They didn't have a real solid, solid running back. You know, Groshek, I think, is awesome. But he's not like, a, uh, a, I guess, a Chez now or a, you know, um, a burger. And they have, like, four guys who could play that position. Like, I love that. Oh, dude, it's great. So, Bernstein, uh, were, were you surprised that Jalen Berger wasn't named the starter and it went to Chez Malusi? I mean, I definitely was. I definitely was. I, I actually really liked what I saw from Jalen Berger last year. Now, let's be real. I don't, I don't know from the end of the season until now, you know, I, I haven't really had much communication with the coaches to say this guy took a huge Bernie, step. Bernie, real quick. Aren't you, like, rubbing elbows with Barry Alvarez and Paul Christ? I see pictures of all the time with you the, with the Don Barry Alvarez. You've got yeah, a little something. You, I do, but you know what? Yes, that's true, but I don't really – Talk to Barry. Hey, Barry, how's Jalen Berger looking? <laughs> You're like, hey, Barry, can you pass me that Coors Light? 
<laughs> I'm like, hey, Barry, get out of the way. i got to get to the bar. <laughs> But Bernie, I'm looking at this like I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's a bad thing, right? I mean, I don't think Chesney no. is gonna get majority of carries, and then Jalen Berger is gonna be left on the bench, like you know, like sniffling. I think it's gonna be like oh, you're gonna have a lot of production from, you know, uh, sorry, we'll go from ba- backwards to forward, Garendo, Berger, and then Malusi. And, and I think you're gonna see um, Braylon Allen too. Yeah. So from what I hear, you're gonna see him a lot on special teams, you know, I, 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 there is something to say about redshirting a guy when you have a ton of running backs, but if they, if he can, you know, first off, have you seen him lifting weights on Instagram? Dude. Oh my God. I, I strive for you that. You know, like, dude, what do I have to do? Be a vegan? Do I have to do steroids? I don't even think if I was a vegan, do Wait, did you just go say, I do I have to be a vegan or do steroids? <laughs> <laughs> what, what do I have to do to get to look like Jalen, uh, to, to look like um, Braylon well, Allen? Well, I actually don't think there's anything well, I Well, Bernie, I, I think the first thing you have to do, and I don't think you're going to like this, I think you're going to have to put down the Coors Light. Okay, so then I don't want to look like that. <laughs> there's nothing better than the dad bod right now. Oh, the dad bod's been in for a while, Bernie. That's like, it's in. Like, how else did you score your incredibly, you know, gorgeous wife that you have? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's I told her, once we have a kid, I'm going to put the dad bod in effect. <laughs> and then I could hold my, I could, instead of putting beers on my stomach, I put my daughter on my stomach. <laughs> she loves it. Uh, Bernie, looking at um, you know this line here, Tipman is now the center beating out Lyles, which yep. was kind of a surprise for me. But that's a good thing because now there's a lot of depth and a lot of guys, a lot of uh, – what did Graham Mertz describe him as, Rowdy? A, he said Maulers. a, a freaking mauler, a, a mauler. When you're it's behind funny, a bunch uh, of maulers, what's it like, Bernie? Yeah, it's – I mean, look at what happened at Penn State 2004. We were behind a bunch of maulers. And, uh, I remember that, you being yep. the mauler. Yeah, I mean, listen, I was a mauler, but not a, you know. No, you were the jumper. Like, you were the jumper. As, as a tailback to be behind, you know, as a, as a fullback, you know, I had Greg Root in front of me. He was a mauler, too. He was a bad dude, you know, that he wanted a dark alley. But I'm hearing that, you know, Tipman is a bad guy. Uh, Nelson has, you know, basically asserting what he wants to do. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like, you have young guys come in, and then they start, you know, messing with the senior um, D linemen. You like this, you know. You kind of like that a lot. You, 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 that's to me. That's very interesting. It means that these guys have a chip on their shoulder and they want to play. Yeah. I, I'm really excited that Rudolph has. has it, I liked Rudolph as a play caller. I think he was fine. I like that he will now be able to focus strictly on the O line, which yeah. to me is the most important group on the field because they do everything. Um, yeah, and I'm you know I, I think Caden Lyles will play a lot throughout the year and a lot of different positions. Sure. I think he's a perfect guy to have ready to go in. He has tons of experience. I think he played, what, 30, not 30 games so far? So, oh, he's you know, got the got, experience. He's got the experience, and I think, you know, we supposedly Tippmann can, like, you know, pull from the center, and he's a little more um, agile. You know, so that hits me right away as, like, a Al Johnson, Donovan Rayola type of guy who can, you know, get out outside the tackle and you know, like when the center can snap the ball and then pull and cut, a, like a, you know, cut or block somebody, that's unheard of. And Donovan, if you ever watch Donovan, he did it all the time and he loved it. That guy was so bad, he would love just snapping, pulling, even if he wasn't supposed to, and then cutting any middle linebacker and then laughing at it. Yeah, and you um, also <laughs> you mentioned some of the guys that could do that. Another guy that comes to mind was Travis Fredericks, and what yeah. both of those guys have in common, they had nice careers on Sundays. 
Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Matt Bernstein joining yep. us right now, the fullback legend, the Wisconsin legend. Bernie, I had to chuckle because I had the same idea as you. I saw Wisconsin, um, their social media account said, who's your Mount Rushmore of yeah. Wisconsin <laughs> uh, athletes? And there was Bucky on there, and then there was three empty spots. And I looked at Rowdy. At Rowdy can vouch for this, he remembers. I looked at Rowdy, I go, I'm going to put Bucky, then go Bernstein, Bernie, and then Matty B. And I was going to have you on every <laughs> single one. And then it's funny because I saw you tweet out, can I just vote for myself? Yeah. <laughs> I love that, Bernie. I love the bravado of. Uh, you know, is, is the fullback yeah. club still in existence? It is. It's just hard to manage that. Well, I mean, you have a kid hardly, now. I can I can hardly manage it without a kid. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, let's 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 go back to like what we really want to talk about. I will be shotgunning beers if the fullback scores. Well, that that's how you get must- into the fullback club, right? You have to shotgun a beer and pledge your allegiance to the Wisconsin fullbacks. Yeah, I like how you have to pledge your allegiance to Wisconsin fullbacks. I do. I like that fullback. You fullback. You. Yeah. I mean, I was initiated. I had the I had the shotgun a beer and then pledge my allegiance to the Wisconsin fullbacks. I'm in. I'm vetted. You. I think you did it when you ate that sushi from Quick Trip. Oh. Like, that I, I actually think it's probably good. I just never had it. Bernstein, listen. Quick Trip has had a lot of good food. I'll just say, don't go to gas stations for sushi. I'll just leave it at that, okay? Hey, Bernie, when we're leading up here, Saturday, obviously, Penn State coming in, what's it like as a player as you get through all camp, you're getting through all your practices, and you're in that final week leading up to the first game of the season? What does it feel like in practice and in the locker room before you go out there to beat some ass? You know, there's a lot of excitement. You know, you you already moved in. So, you, you know, you're not – it's weird. You're not part of the university's, like, first week, welcome week, doing all these different things. People are meeting each other. They're going to different organizations and, and getting acquainted. They're, you know, maybe rushing, maybe meeting some people. You are doing none of that. But on the flip side, everyone else is not playing a football game on Saturday. <laughs> so it, it, it's, you know, it's, it's weird, but leading up was just so exciting. You're already situated in your apartment or your dorm. You're just going to practice. You, you know, it's business, but it, there's more energy. There's more excitement. You know, campus is grueling. But once you see the light at the end of the summer, you see the Nittany Lions coming to town. You know, that's a big game for us, man. I, I'm, I couldn't be happier that it's not Eastern Michigan, <laughs> although I like the ramp-up games. Yeah. So you, you got two teams, man. This is a make or break for the season. I mean, you, you, we can't lose. No, um, no. So, uh, it, a lot it, of expectations but, on Wisconsin. A lot of expectations. But you're not doing any of those interest, you know, those, those fun school university things. You are focused on getting your stuff together so you can strap that helmet on and play. You're watching film. You're only focused on Penn State. I remember we played one year we played a game against Fresno State before school even started, before people came back. And I loved it because, you know, camp ended early. Well, it started earlier, which was a little bit. Yeah. That, I didn't like that. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's just you really don't care about what's going on in Madison and your focus is Penn State. And, once you win, you can go to Wando's after. You go to the college club. You're gonna walk right in. Yeah, you, 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 own the, you own the joint, then, right? I mean, you're you're good. <laughs> you gotta yeah. win. You, you gotta win to get the Coors Lights. I don't. I don't. Thank you. I don't want to put this out there, but I'm gonna ask. What? Now I'm not even gonna ask it. I'll say what happens in, on the opposite side of things, but I'm not gonna even. I'm not gonna even ask the question. Oh, dude, that, I'll tell you one story. I, what, Do they give you like an NA fishbowl then at Wando's? No, it's actually worth you, you know, like when you lose a football game, the first off, everyone's deflated, but imagine playing in the game, it's it's, well, it's yeah, the I'm absolute, sure it sucks. It sucks. So going to the bars become like 
you're drinking away your sorrows. <laughs> Sorry, everyone who's listening. It, it, it just becomes like a very sad. Uh, in 2004, we lost to Michigan State to go to the Big Ten championship. Oh, right. Win the Big Ten. I'm like, I went to my brother. I was with my brother and one other person. I said, you know, Alex, I don't want to go to any of the bars. I don't want to be recognized. I just want to go. Let's just go and drink some beers and, like, just wallow in us losing. I don't want to be with the team. I just wanted to kind of step away. And we went to um, Tudo Pasta. Is that it? That's yep, it, right? that's, yep, that's there. Yep. So I was like, no one's going to know me here at Tudo Pasta. So, I, so we jumped in Tudo Pasta. We're drinking a couple beers. And then the owner came. Oh, no. And I didn't know him. I, I, I've never met him before. And he's like, did you play in, in the football game today? And I was like, yeah, yeah, we, you know, we lost. It was terrible. He's like, dude, let's go take some shots. And we just took a ton of shots together. And you know what happens after you take like three or four shots? Yeah, you get you know, drunk. Like, my, besides that, my attitude switched very quickly to, That's you know, there's no one. At, there was not a lot of people at Tito Pasta. So I, like, it, it was great to be there. It was really nice to have that support. But it, it was like a day I didn't want to be noticed. And Bernie. so the flip side, if you listen, you, we got, we got, um, steak and lobster when you won the next day. Okay. On Sundays. Yeah. If you showed up on Sunday after a loss, you got you got chicken that you could bounce off the ground like a basketball. <laughs> so, <laughs> Bernie, the reason why no one really at Tudo Pasta, by the way, is got. I think you go to Tudo Pasta to have dinner and not to party your ass off. Just that's just my my reasoning. I think I think. And Bernie, you know, I, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm also gonna say I feel like. You so being, move on you. being at school when you were in Madison, I feel like it was a good thing because there wasn't social media. But on the <laughs> flip side, I'm going to say it was a bad thing because I could totally see you going out on the weekends. And, yeah, you got your Graham Mertz and he's getting all his NIL stuff. But you would, like, wake up on Sunday mornings with, like, five or ten new NI, yeah. NIL deals, like, every weekend. And you'd learn about them by, like, Monday. Yeah. You could have had it, Bernie. You, you know, I, it all. I, I, you know. Could have had I could have had that ten that ten thousand. You could have stars. had a Toodle Pasta N I L, a Bernie Pasta, a Bernie Pasta Carbo <laughs> load, and then, then afterwards you, know, you get a shot. I, I'm listen. I'm 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 very happy for the the guys now, able to you know make money off of their likeness. I think it, it's important. Um, but I am very jealous of it for sure. That <laughs> you know it didn't happen when I was there. Right? Yeah, I mean that. Uh, you know, I, I think I have a personality that is uh, contagious. I like to be around people. I like to treat people with respect. This is true. You know, when someone comes up and goes, let me buy you a drink, I'm like, all right, then let me buy you a drink after. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, it's it's the mutual respect. I, I was always um, so happy to, to you well, know. Bernie, like, you're meet. just a very nice and likable guy. Like, you're an awesome dude. Like, let's just. I appreciate just, it. Yeah, Thank it's, you. It's true. I, but, I don't but, like Bernie, Oh, there's a but. This is all thrown out the window if they're from Michigan. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bernie, yeah. before I let you go, my brother, uh, two questions. D- uh, do you did you have a favorite pump up song uh, before Badger game days? Ooh, dude. I, the problem is, I think I had too many. Um, Just I want right, I want your outro song to be one of them. It, if if it was now, like a, I, I would do Hell's Bells, but back in the day, it was like basically anything Metallica or Notorious B.I.G. Completely different genres. Both got me amped up, and if I was like. Anywhere near Anthony Davis and Notorious B.I.G. came on, like, we would go bananas. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And then, you know, they play, like, that that music in the stadium that is not, um, you know, it's like, it was like, woo-hoo! And some of the other songs, yeah, there he is. 
Oh yeah, it's edited. It's edited though, baby. It's edited. Don't worry. I mean, I hope so. I hope so. But they played. They played. Um, man, Fergie, or they they played a bunch of random music in the in the stadium. And at the beginning, I was like, man, I got to tell somebody to change this stuff. I don't like it. It's not getting me excited. And then all of a sudden, I'm like singing and screaming it to people. I'm like, maybe I do like this. I can bit. see I can see Bernie out there just telling other players, I love it when you call me Big Papa. <laughs> and you're just blowing through them, Bernie. I love it. Hey, Bernie, um, we love uh, we love you especially. Uh, give your daughter and your wife all of our best wishes. Before I let you go, though, my other question was, what is the prediction for Matt Bernstein for Saturday? I, I, I'm hoping that it's a low-scoring game, but I don't think it will because it's the first game. Um, but if we if we don't have a lot of turnovers, obviously we'll we'll win. Um, but I you know I think it could be somewhere like thirty twenty seven, thirty twenty twenty one, something like that. I'm I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm praying. Bernie, we actually have some, we actually have some beer coming in right now from our friends at Also Brewing Company. So we're gonna have a beer in your honor next. Okay, buddy. Dude, you guys are breaking my heart, but I love you. <laughs> we love you, Bernie. You're breaking my heart that you're not here Saturday, but I'll have plenty of Coors Light on Saturday. Listen, I'll see you. And you I'll see you. I'll see you at the Michigan game where I will be um, kicking people in the chest while drinking Coors Light. <laughs> and Metallica playing in the background. Bernie, we love That's you. That's right. <laughs> see you, baby. Bye. There he is, Matt Bernstein. Oh, Bernie, Bernie, are you still there? Yes. Your, your podcast, I almost forgot. Oh, yes, I'm on the Believe Network, B-L-E-A-V, Believe in Badger Football. You know, it's just we're having old guys on. It's me telling you my opinions. Matt Perkins is my co-host. It's a lot of fun, man. It's it's just, you know, reliving glory days. Basically. Love it. Bernie, we love you, buddy. Have a good one. I love you, too. See you, buddy. There he is, Matt Bernstein, the Wisconsin fullback legend.